All right, we're recording again, and it is November 3rd, 2015, and we're picking up right where we left off last time. So um, we talked last time kind of going all the way back to your earliest memory, all the way kind of through high school. We got through high school. Uh, sorry, we got through college. Got through college, Edgecliff, major. Didn't talk about my first job. No, we kind of, we started basically where we left off, kind of talking about the friends you had and um, where you lived and um, yeah. got up kind of up until graduation, so. Okay. Well, then the next level of my life was my first real job of teaching, <laughs> which was um, at Walnut Hills High School, which is a public school in Cincinnati that is uh, college prep. The kids have to be chosen to go there. And the only reason I got the, well, I shouldn't say the only reason, but one reason I got the job there is I did my student teaching there. And then how did you you even get a student teaching job there? I don't remember. I think that our school contacted various public schools to see who might have uh, teachers who would be willing to let us, you know, I forget what they called that, but you basically went in and observed, and then eventually you got to teach for about six weeks. Okay. And it was part of your uh, credits to become a teacher. So then when you graduated, you kind of went straight into full-time? Well, yeah, but the student teaching that I did was probably – I can't remember if it was my senior year. I think it was my senior year, but it would have been in the fall, and then I didn't graduate till spring. But then when okay. I applied for a job there, I think the guy that I did the student teaching under, I think he retired, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. Yeah. What, about and what year did you graduate college? 67. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, it was a good experience. It was a good school, and... What did you teach? After four years, I was tired of grading papers, you know, because I was still single and I wanted to go out and have fun, but I always had papers to grade at night because when you teach English, you, you know, give a lot of writing assignments. Did you just teach English? Uh Uh-huh. That's all I was qualified to teach. It was a secondary ed degree. I could teach anywhere from 7th through 12th grade, and that's what this school had 7th through 12th. So when you when you were teaching, was it one grade or all the grades? Well, oh, no, it wasn't all of them. I think the first couple of years I had a couple of seventh-grade classes and a couple of eighth-grade, I don't remember, I think five ses- sessions we taught. And then the third and fourth year they assigned me to do, I think it was seventh and then a tenth-grade class. And I didn't really like the tenth grade class only because the curriculum was kind of stinky, and tenth graders don't, you know, get into literature anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> it was kind of hard. But I mean, you know, I enjoyed it, but it is a lot of work to become a teacher, and I never really wanted to have a career as a teacher. So I left and gave. Well, I didn't give notice till I had found a job, and I found a job at a, a textbook publishing company as an editorial assistant. But it paid a little more than teaching, and uh, I met a lot of 
people, you know, working there that I wouldn't have met at the school because when you're teaching, you're in the classroom all day. What was the name of that company? Southwest Publishing Company. Or maybe it was Southwestern. No, I think it was Southwest. Southwest Publishing Company. Do you remember how much you were paid? Oh, probably 6500 a year. Can you imagine that you could live on that? <laughs> no. I mean, what were you what were you paid as a teacher? About 62 or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you guys, I mean, and even I can't imagine. I can't even imagine how we paid rent and a car payment and groceries and all that out of that much money. That's only like $500 a month after taxes. Yeah. I mean, was that a lot back then or did you? No, but it was, you know, it was good enough that, you know, you had to have a degree to to get that kind of a job. Not that teaching is a high-paying job. Right. But even the job that I got for the publishing company, I only made a little bit more. Yeah. You know, but that's, you know, that's the way it was. It's just, it's hard to imagine because it costs so much to live now. Yeah. Of course, look at the inflation that we're dealing with. <laughs> but, you know, it's not like I wasn't being paid what most people were making. You know, most people that got out of college around that time, you know, in that kind of a job, that was what they paid. Is that kind of 40 hours a week? Is that... Yeah, yeah. What I was trying to remember is how much we paid for rent. I think that my rent was $85 a month. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Wow. And I bought a car. I bought a Nova. And I don't remember what my car payments were, but they couldn't have been very much. What uh, for the eighty-five a month that you were paying? Was that a one-bedroom, or what? Where were you living at that time? Uh, it was living in a, a nice apartment complex. It was, you know, a kind of a singles place. And the first year, Judy and I were roommates because she was still living down there. And then she got married. And then one of her friends from college had lived in the same complex, and her roommate I think moved out of town, so she moved in with me. And then when I got married, that gal, her name was Kay. She decided to live by herself. But it was a nice two-bedroom, full living room, balcony. You know, it was a nice, it was brand new when we got it. Do you remember what it was called or where it was? I don't don't remember what it was called, but it was out in uh, one of the eastern suburbs, which wasn't too far from where I taught. I would never remember the name of it. It's been too many years. Oh, that's fine. (laughs) So anyway, that was my single life. So and when you um when you're working at the publishing company, what did you do? <laughs> Very little. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I had a lot of single girlfriends, and we'd go out, you know, doing. Oh, sorry, shows. I meant what were you doing as a uh, for the job? Like, what was the job? Oh, I just uh, editorial work. They published business textbooks, and I was more of a proofreader than anything. I mean, that's what an editorial assistant does. And it wasn't hard work. And then I, I did, <clears throat> there was a man who, <clears throat> excuse me, he was a professor at, um, oh, what's the Mormon school out in Utah? Uh, BYU? Yeah. He was a professor there. And this is really funny. He developed a new shorthand system. The one that everybody learned up until that point was kind of out of date. So he developed a new one was based more on a phonetic um, 
representation of the word, and I helped him develop it and proofread it and put it together. And as soon as it was ready to come out is when computers hit the market. And <laughs> nobody wanted a shorthand textbook. It just, you know, it kind of changed things. I don't even think they ever published it. So he was a really nice old professor, and, and I really liked him. And he would come every summer to work on the book. It took him several years to develop the system and you know get it ready to be produced, but it never sold very much because shortly after it came out, everybody switched to you know more automatic things. I guess I don't know what they were using for shorthand, but. Nobody took shorthand. But, you know, women used to sit, secretaries and the boss dictate a letter, and they would take it down in shorthand and then go to the typewriter and transpose it. Can you imagine that today? I mean, is that, so like when you were editing a textbook, I mean, were you writing on copy or like what did that? Yeah, we would write on copy, you know, that they would, because I don't know how he did that, but he had somebody that, uh, drew the the shorthand characters because obviously they weren't available in a type set, you know. So people had to do that by hand, and then we had to proofread all of that. It was a very sophisticated system. What was what was different about his system, basically? Well, it, I don't remember enough about it, but I think rather than just uh, writing a whole word, I think it was more phonetic-based. But I honestly, it's been so many years. That would have been back in 1972. Yeah, about 72. 28, 38. See, that's 40-some years ago. I can't remember. I can't remember 40 days ago. I mean, I remember certain things, but I wouldn't remember details like that. Yeah. But I always felt bad for the guy that wrote it. He was the nicest man. He was a Mormon, you know, but he he was funny and. But as soon as it seemed like as soon as they were ready to publish his book, the bottom fell out because nobody was teaching shorthand then. It just overnight almost turned, and he didn't have a chance. Not that he didn't have any money. He was a professor at BYU, so. But that was his field was something in business, so he had developed it on his own. So, and I know he was disappointed, but it's not like he, you know, had to live on it. Yeah. So then, kind of, what did that lead up to, that job was? Well, then I met Dad in 73, which would have been five years after I got out of school, and then we got married in 74. I met him in, oh, it was November, I think, and we got married in June of 74. Okay, so before we get into you meeting Dad, were you, you know, after college, before meeting Dad, did you date anyone serious, or...? Nobody serious. I mean, I had dates, but I never. I was looking for somebody, and that's how I think we've told you that we met through Dad and I met through a computer dating service. Did you know about that? Yeah. Do you? Because I, I remember was this. telling somebody about that this week, and I can't think who I was talking to. It had to be somebody over at Dave and Katie's. So how did that work? Like, how did well, that whole process, like, what made you think of that? I mean, was that even a normal thing back then? Or? No. No, it was the very first one they ever had. And it was very, very primitive. Computers were primitive. But what, I don't even remember how I heard about it. But what you did, however 
I heard about it. I don't remember that. They would give you a questionnaire of a hundred questions, and they weren't, you know, just typical stuff. You know, what like what kind of person you're looking for and what your hobbies are, and just you know, real routine stuff. But the computer part of it, they would take your answers and plug them into the computer, and then like Dad's answers and whoever else was in the system. And then it was a five-year service. I was going to get a certain number of names every month for five years. <laughs> well, I mean, that was, you know, that was to sell the product because, you know, I mean, you didn't have to, if you met somebody, you obviously didn't go forward. But for me, I actually signed up for that. It would have been in 1968 which was the year after I graduated from college because I decided I wasn't going to meet people where I was teaching or where I was working. It was mostly women. Or and was it was a Cincinnati thing? Uh-huh. I still lived in Cincinnati. So I, I dated a couple of guys from that. They would call me up and take me to a movie or whatever. And <laughs> just to give you an idea, I mean, it was very primitive in terms of matching people. You know, you answered a hundred questions. There was nothing like it is today. And then you mailed you mailed it in, or did you go to an office? Or? No, we mailed it, I think. And then would they sent you well, just the names, or up, did you? Well, then they would send us names and a picture of the person. That's about all you got, a little bit of their phone number, and you know, but not much else. Well, one of the first people that called me up and asked me out was some really nerdy guy, you know. And when you meet people like that, you're thinking, what in the world do I have in common with him? But here's how, here's how goofy he was. When we got home from our first date, and we probably went to a movie or, I don't know, out to get a beer or something, we were sitting in the parking lot of my apartment, and he proposed to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked at him like, are you insane? And, of course, you know, I said no. But anyway, long story short, I had dates with probably two or three people over a period of maybe two months. And I just I just felt like I'm never going to meet somebody this way. This is not going to be the way. So people would call me, and I would just tell them I was, you know, already dating somebody or make up some excuse. I just I wasn't going to do it anymore. So the month that Dad got into that same service, was five years later to the month. In other words, he got my name on his first month, and I got his name on my last month. So what about that? What what, what changed? If we hadn't gotten, if he hadn't gotten in the service when he did, I wouldn't have ever met him. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Yeah, I I understand that. I guess. If you had kind of sworn off this this computer dating, like what about this? What about Dad made you call back? Well, he called me, and I was dating somebody, but not seriously. It was just somebody I had met through another friend, and he was quite a bit younger than I was, and I liked him, but it, you know, it wasn't like I was going to marry him. But anyway, when Dad called, it was the first time I'd had a call from that service for a long time. And I just said, oh, I'm dating someone. I mean, I just didn't want to go through any goofy stuff again. <laughs> well, Dad was disappointed because it was his first call. 
And so he said, oh, you know, I, I wish you could go out with me. Or, you know, he started talking. And Dad's voice on the phone is very, well, you never, I don't think about his voice. But as a woman, you know, I thought, well, he sounds like he might be, you know, somebody I'd want to meet. So I said, well, keep talking. Maybe I'll go out with you. <laughs> so we did. We talked for a while. And then we made a date, and we went over to Clifton, which is the area around the University of Cincinnati, kind of, and met at a, I don't know if we met, no, he came and picked me up, but we just went and had some drinks and talked, and we just had a lot in common, we talked all evening, we didn't really go anywhere else, and then um, the rest is history, I mean, we started dating, and what did you? Well, what, what kind of what kind of stuck in those first couple of dates? Like, what what about that did you like? Well, for one thing, we had a lot in common. We both grew up in a small town. Um, he hadn't ever dated a lot, not because he didn't want to, but he made up his mind when he finished at the academy that he was going to join. He had to serve in the air force. That he did not want to get married before he went into the service because he knew he was going to be a pilot. And if he were killed, he didn't want to leave somebody as a widow. So he he had somebody that he dated after he got out of the service. And I can't remember where he met her. Um, but anyway, you know, he she was they were pretty serious. But then he decided she wasn't the person he wanted to marry, so he broke up with her. And that's when he joined this dating service that we met in. But the the month that we met was November of 73 and I think December of 73 was the first time Gary got married to Linda who yeah. was Angela and Sarah's mom and dad asked me if I wanted to come out to Colorado with him to the wedding and I said no because for one thing I thought it was you know, short notice, and, and I didn't know his family, and I didn't want them to get the wrong feeling, because by then we weren't dead serious yet, so I declined. But then when he came back, we went out for Valentine's Day and, um, you know, just started dating pretty seriously, and then he got me a ring. I think he got me the ring for Valentine's Day, my engagement ring. And we got married in June. We only had known each other about seven months. But, you know, we were... I was 29. You know, it's not like you were teenagers. Yeah. How did he propose? Do you remember? Um, I think just like anybody, we talked about it and we agreed that we were in love with each other and we wanted to get married. And he said, will you marry me? But, we, you know, there was no ring or anything at that point because we, we hadn't had time to get one. But we did get a ring. I think he gave me the ring on Valentine's Day that year. Do you going back a little bit? Do you remember that service that you signed up for five years? What the cost was to do that? A hundred dollars, probably. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that it was about a hundred dollars. It wouldn't have been any more than that because I wouldn't have been able to afford it. It's a, it's just so interesting. I know. You know? I know. It it it. Amazes me because I cannot imagine how I could live with rent, groceries, a car payment because I bought that Nova new, and <laughs> gas and all. I can't imagine that I could live on sixty two hundred dollars a year. It's just hard to believe. Yeah. But that's what it was. 
And I think Dad told me the other day we were several months ago we were talking about that, and I Dad said he thought that I made more than he did, but I don't think that's right hmm. because he was working for GE. Yeah. It probably was he was if he was making more than me, it probably wasn't a lot more. She was at you was at GE right at that time. Uh huh. And then when we got married, we moved into a. I'm trying to think. We were in it. It was kind of a townhouse kind of apartment, and it was on the second floor, and it was really nice. But we wanted to get into a house, so I think we lived there till the year Dave was born. We moved. Dave was born in June, and I think we moved into that house in maybe February of that year. And where was that, that townhome you guys moved in after you got married? Where was that? It was in, uh, you mean when we lived in our house? Uh, well, after you got married, you said you lived in a townhouse. townhouse. Yeah, it was out in Montgomery. I don't know if you know where that is. It's kind of northwest of uh, Cincinnati. And then we, our house that we built, or had built, it was a, you know, neighborhood, um, was in Loveland, which is also kind of... Yeah. Do you remember anything about that townhouse or that house? Like, Not the townhouse particularly, except that we had a robbery there. <laughs> what got stolen? Huh? What got stolen? Dad had a very, very limited penny collection. I mean, he was just starting into uh, coins, and they took that. And I can't remember. We didn't have much that people would have wanted. I, I don't really remember. We didn't have any money in the place. And they but, broke in or something? Well, they did, but we didn't <clears throat> actually notice and figure it out <clears throat> until Dad missed his coin collection. He went in to put some new coins in it. We had a, a, a second bedroom. It was a nice apartment and had a big second bedroom, and we made that kind of a study. We had bookshelves in there and and so on. And Dad had these little books that he kept his pennies in or whatever coins he was collecting, and they were just on one of the bookshelves. Well, when these people, whoever robbed us, <clears throat> came in, they uh, forced their – well, they didn't break the door down. They Jimmy the key, the lock, apparently, and came in, took out the coins, and we didn't even notice it because that, there was nothing else to take that they could have <clears throat> gotten out with. I mean, they weren't going to take furniture, you know, where people could watch them take it. Yeah. So once we missed those coins, Dad just swore that he knew where he had left them, and we looked, and we we he looked at and realized that somebody had picked the lock because it was scratched, but we just never noticed it because we weren't looking for it. Hmm. So we called the police, and they, you know, wrote it up, and we had a claim on our house insurance or rental insurance, but I don't know, it wasn't anything of great value. Yeah. But at that point, we decided we wanted to get a house. So we did. What, and what were you, like, when you were dating and when you got married, like, what, um what were you guys doing to go out or like who who are you spending time with when you were there? Um, a lot of times it was just friends in the neighborhood or people that I knew from college that still lived there. Nobody in particular. Um, I had a roommate before I met dad and she had gotten married and we'd see them once in a while. But were any of, was any of your family in Cincinnati at that time? <clears throat> uh, no. 
Well, Judy finished school there. She finished after I did, but she didn't ever live there. She went back. And did you guys went, go to Did you go to Portsmouth often? Oh, we went for holidays. Yeah. You know, Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter probably because we didn't have kids yet, so there was nothing that we were doing to celebrate necessarily. But I think uh, Denny's parents came to visit us. I don't remember the occasions, but I know they came to Cincinnati. But it was the apartment that we lived in and the neighborhood that we lived in was all pretty much people our age, you know, young families starting their families. In the apartments, it was more single people. But then in the house neighborhood, it was, you know, more young marrieds. And then we had that blizzard the winter that we moved. Before we moved back here, we moved here in 78. So it was the winter of 77 and 78. And I was pregnant with Mike. And we had a horrible blizzard, horrible. And we couldn't wait wait to get out of there. I mean, it was one of the worst they've ever had. But by spring, we were ready to... Well, yeah. Job out here, so. Before we uh, get into kind of Dave and then get coming out to Colorado, I wanted to talk more about your wedding. Where where'd you guys get married? We got married <clears throat> at St. Francis de Sales Church, which was an old church. It's still there. And it was in, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of that neighborhood. I've got the picture of the church in here in the dining room. Had you, ever, you remember that plate that has the picture of the church? Uh, I remember the plate there. I can't, I mean, it, it looks mm-hmm. very cathedral Well, I'm going to walk in here and see because I can't think of the name of the city. It was kind of an old suburb that wasn't Madisonville, I think is the name. It's actually Cincinnati, but it was at Woodburn and Madison Road. Yeah. One thirty in the afternoon. What made you pick that church? It's where I went to church. It was closest to my apartment. Oh. Yeah. And what, what I guess, went into the planning, or who would you invite? Well, we invited, <clears throat> of course, Dad didn't know too many people in Cincinnati, although he had met a few people at GE. And I invited college friends, uh, family, my aunts and uncles, and brothers and sisters, and we didn't have a great big wedding or anything, but uh, our next-door neighbor that I used to babysit for, they came, because it was just a short drive to Cincinnati, but it wasn't what I would call a big wedding. And then who were you, who was the best man and maid of honor? Um, I think Dad's best man was Tom Brubaker. I'll have to ask him. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> okay. But I'm pretty sure it was Tom. I know he was there. Um, and and who was your mate? Judy. And did you guys have groomsmen or bridesmaids? Well, the, we just had a best man, and, and Judy was the only bridesmaid. Because my friends were long married and, you know, live in other places and, You know, it wasn't like people that get married right after college. I would have had several. But we didn't want a great big wedding anyway, so we just had a small wedding by that standard. Judy was in it, and I'm sure it was – it had to be either – I don't think it was Gary, though. 
I thought it. Tom, I thought it was Gary. I think I saw a picture. Well, here I'll walk in there and get my wedding album. I know right where it is on the shelf, and we'll just look it up. <laughs> <laughs> it, it has to be one of those two, because I think I'm sure that they were both there. But which one was the best man is something I should know, but I don't. Here's my album right here. I had it out the other day. I ran across it. I'll just look in here and see. Who it was. Let's see. Yeah, it was Gary. It was Gary. You should see the picture of Dad. I don't know if you've seen it lately, but he had a mustache and sideburns and curly hair. <laughs> <laughs> and Gary had sideburns too. How did you uh how did you come across your dress? How did I come across what? Your dress, like how did you Buy in a store with that. My dress. Yeah. Oh, I just went to wedding stores and. It wasn't a fam family heirloom or it wasn't a family heirloom or anything. Oh no no huh no because my mom and dad eloped because she wasn't a Catholic. Mom wasn't a Catholic, and in that day and age, if you married somebody that was non-Catholic, you couldn't get married inside the church. You had to be married in the rectory Hmm. where the priest lived. I mean, that's just how backward the church was. Yeah. So they didn't have a big ceremony. They just had the priest marry them. I'm sure they had attendance. I mean, they had to have, a, like, witnesses, but they didn't have any bridesmaids or anything like that. Did you uh, have a reception? Did we? Yeah. Yes, we did. It was at a motel that a lot of the out-of-town people were staying at because they knew the reception was there. They had a reception room that we rented out. But it was, like I said, it was small. When you say small, how many people do you think? Oh, I wouldn't even. Probably 50, if that, between family and maybe 50 to 70. Yeah. But it wasn't big at all. And then how did you, do you remember how much you paid for the wedding or how did that? I don't. But... (laughs) Prices I've been telling you, you can imagine. Well, that's the, well. I mean, I just, I mean, I what did? You, it's just, hard just to imagine. Yeah, just different time. Yeah, and then we went to um, Puerto Rico for our honeymoon. Why'd you guys pick Puerto Rico? I don't know. Dad picked <laughs> it, I think. He just wanted to go somewhere, you know, out of the country and different that he'd never been to. What'd so you guys he, do there? Oh, it was. Just sightseeing and going to the beach, and I don't remember how long we were there. It wasn't very, probably five or six days, maybe. And that was your first time out of the country. Probably my first and last. Or did you ever go to Canada? I don't... Huh? Did you ever go to Canada? Oh, I've been in Canada just to pass through, but not yeah. for anything else. But anyway, and then. I worked until at the publishing company, and I was planning to leave the month that Dave was due, and I went into labor before that. It was supposed to be my last day of work, and I went into labor with Dave, so I didn't get any break. (laughs) But I called work and said, I'm in labor. I've got to go to the hospital. So I didn't get to work my last day. And what was, uh, I guess, what was it 
before Dave was born, like what was that process, first time being pregnant? And did you guys know that Dave was going to be a boy? Uh-uh. No, nobody did that back then. I mean, I suppose there was a way to do it, but I mean, I yeah. no, it wasn't common like it is now. I didn't want to know. How how um soon did you learn that you were pregnant back then? Oh, probably I would be maybe three months, two to three months for the time. Well, for me, once I missed my period, I knew I was pregnant because I'd never missed a yeah. <laughs> period in my life. But they ran a test, and and you could you could find out between the second and third month usually. Was Dad with you when you found out? Men or do you remember to their appointments with their wives back then? Uh, do you remember coming home and telling them that? Well, I don't remember it. I'm sure I did tell him, but you know, back then it was um, the common thing would be to, I went to the doctor, I had the test, and then I would just come home and tell him. But before that, he knew that I had missed my period, so you know, it wasn't like a total surprise. But he was excited. I mean, we both were. Yeah, you know, because we were getting older and we wanted to have kids, and so we did. Did you try for a while? No, I mean, a couple of times maybe. I wasn't anything that we had to worry about because we got married in '74, and I think we'd been married about a year when we both agreed that it was time to try to get pregnant. So a year after that, Dave was born. So obviously it only took two or three months, yeah. Yeah. So, and then we moved out here when I was pregnant with Mike, um, which I can imagine how my mom and dad felt because they were enjoying, you know, having grandkids, and then we packed up and moved. But I had told them, you know, that if dad found a job out here we were going to move and they understood and mom was real good about it but they came out a couple of times more than a couple mom came out when uh you guys came home to help me for a week and then alice came up grandma bush when uh when was the first time you went to colorado before before you moved um or did you come out before you moved? yes we did come out the first year we were married, we came out at Christmas in the winter, and we went up to the old cabin, and it was <laughs> old. <laughs> we went there and, and unloaded our bags, and then we were going to go into Leadville and have dinner, so Dad and Grandpa uh, turned on the heat. I don't know what they had, I, some kind of heating system. But when we got back from Leadville from dinner, the heat had gone off, and it was freezing cold up there. And uh, they had to restart it. I don't remember what they had to do. You'll have to ask Dad about that. (laughs) But that's the first time I had been out here, was that first year that we were married. We came out. And and you flew in at that time, or did you drive in? Oh, no, we've never driven it. Okay. Uh Uh-uh. No, we flew. Do you remember any of your first impressions of Colorado or anything like that? Mm, not too much. I mean, it was someplace I'd never been, but I didn't. We didn't really, you know, do a lot of sightseeing. We went down to Rocky Ford, and we, I think his uncle Ron, had a Christmas party that year, but that might have been the next year. I don't know if it was the first year I came out here, 
but I finally, you know, met the uncles and cousins and all the pots. After we moved out here, we saw them, you know, pretty frequently. So. All right. I'm looking so you moved to Colorado in 77 or 78? 78, June of 78. And I've got notes here that I had written down. Dad came out in, oh, probably, it must have been uh, the end of April. He had to start work at Martin Marietta's. So I stayed there until they came to get our furniture and stuff. And then I flew out with Dave. And we stayed with Gary and Linda in their house until our furniture got here because we had, you know, the apartment, but we didn't have our furniture until the moving van got there. So then we moved in and stayed there until the year that Mike was born, 78, and that's when we closed on our first house and lived there till we came out here. Not 78, because we moved in the year before. So when Mike was born, were you living with Linda and Gary? No. Well, I was, let me think. I'm getting off track here. We moved out here in 78, which is the year Mike was born. So we were staying with Gary and uh, Linda in the summer of the year Mike was born. So after we moved into our house, it was only about three months later, because he was born in early October, August, September, October. Yeah, four months later, Mike was born. And that was the house on Zang? Mm-hmm. And then we moved here when Mike, well, it was when the year that you guys were born, we moved out here because yeah. the, the kitchen in that house, you wouldn't remember it because you were too little. It was so small, we couldn't have even gotten one high chair in it with the table. <laughs> so we figured we better move. So we came and looked at these houses as they were being built. And the guy, the guy you know, we decided on one, and he was saying, yeah. I said, how long will it take to finish it? And he said, oh, about three months. So I'm going October, November, December. And I said to him, I said, you wouldn't ask us to move at Christmas time, would you? Oh, no, no, no. He said, no, you won't. No. <laughs> and that's when we closed. December 23rd. <laughs> we had to move all of our stuff in here. So Dad and Dave, of course, Dave was only three. Or let's see, he would have been not, he was only two. But Dad loaded up a rental, a U-Haul, with stuff we had to have right away. And there was 10 inches of snow that night in a blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> so then we got to the house. We had, Dad had to go close on it before we could get a key to the house. And then we got here, and the next day was Christmas Eve. And Gary and Linda were coming over for dinner. So I said, you know what? What we did when we packed, we packed anything that we needed at Christmas in one, you know, section. And I said, everything else, take down the basement because we're, we have all winter to, to unpack. And we had Gary and Linda over for dinner and put up a Christmas tree and had Santa Claus. <laughs> but then I spent the winter. We didn't even have any curtains on the windows or anything because, <laughs> you know, they had just finished building the house. And then, of course, as it got into spring, Dad put the yard in and 
we got that. I don't know when he put the patio in it. We had some little dinky little patio, but he he made it bigger later and planted more trees and bushes and been here ever since. So. When you uh, when you guys moved into that Zhang house in in Morrison, how did you find that house? How do you find what? It, was that house built for you guys, or did you move into it? Um, it was a development that they would build the houses, and then people, just like with this house, they yeah. had already started building, and we picked a lot and a house model that we wanted. And it was the same thing for that other place, only it was a very small little area. It was three cul-de-sacs side by side, but they were longer than this one. They probably there were maybe 10 to 12 houses on each street. So it was a nice little, you know, we everybody knew everybody, and, you know, you could feel safe and take walks around it. Um, but we only lived there until, um, like, you know, two, not even two years. Yeah. Do you remember what you paid for that house, the Zang house? The first house we paid $40,000 <laughs> and sold it for, I think we sold it for sixty. Because I know the house that we bought over on Zhang was, um, I think it was 68 or something like that. Yeah, we paid $40,000 for a brand new house, and it was a split level. It had three bedrooms, two baths. There was a basement that Dad finished. It was actually a lower level, and then there was a basement below that. It had a nice big yard for $40,000. And that was the one in Loveland? Mm-hmm. That was our very first house. But we weren't there very long, you know, because we moved out here. And we weren't in the house over on Zhang out here very long because when you guys were born, we had to get a bigger place. We didn't yeah. have room for two cribs in another bedroom and two high chairs in a kitchen. And <laughs> <laughs> so it all worked out. Yeah. But it's hard to believe, I know. And and I I'm sure if I talked could talk to my parents, what they my dad told me one time that when he was married he was working at the steel mill, when they got married, and I don't think my mom was working for very long because she got pregnant right away. But <clears throat> he was making fifty dollars a week, and living on it. Yeah. Can you imagine that? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Different times. Yeah. It's scary when you think about it because what's it going to be like? I don't know. Maybe the bottom's going to fall out of the economy from every, the way everybody's talking. <laughs> but anyway, um, are we going to – I don't have a lot more notes right now. I want to know what else you want – what do you want to um, – I mean, that's kind of – it's probably a good stopping point for today. I mean, I, yeah. I definitely kind of want to take um, – time maybe the next time we talk and kind of go through me, uh, Steve, Dave, and Mike, kind of each of us. And... Okay. Um, do you want to do every other week or do you want to do every week? I don't know what you're... Um, let's see. I'm gone in two weeks, so if we could do next Tuesday. Okay, so we'll talk about all of you guys when you were kids. Yeah, kids growing up, you know, how we got along, you know, schools okay. and personality-wise, kind of how we developed. And right. 
what you oh, guys were doing. It would be hard to talk about that, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll count on that because that, that'll be a good hour's discussion, if yeah. not longer. <laughs> well, me, uh, of course, I'll take up a full hour. What's that? We're just talking about me. You'll take up a full hour. Yeah, you'll take up a full hour. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter if it does go longer, but um, yeah. then the the week after that you'll be gone. Is that right? Yeah, the week of the 15th. Okay. And then we can talk next week about the next Because yeah. that's getting close to Thanksgiving after that. Yeah. Well, that is that following week is the week of Thanksgiving. It is? Mm-hmm. No, because if you're gone on the... Well, I'm gone the week of the 16th, and then the week of the 23rd is Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that next time we talk. Yeah. But I'll plan on talking to you next week. All righty. What's today? The 3rd? That'll be the 10th. 10th. Okay. Then you're gone on the 15th, so the next time would be if we decide to do it on Thanksgiving week. But we, we can talk about that later. Yeah. Okay. Are you recording this or writing stuff down, or what do you? Uh, both. I kind of take notes um, that I kind of go through and summarize the discussion, and then I'm recording the whole call. So, like the, okay. today, I about half hour before we started, I was just kind of reviewing my notes and listening to our last call to kind of see where we left off. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you're doing this because I wouldn't want to write it all down. I'd be crazy. <laughs> and you ask questions that I wouldn't, you know, even think of. And some of yeah. them I can't remember, but, you know, the, it's fun when I can remember some of this stuff. Yeah, I think the computer dating thing, if you had that questionnaire or any of that old stuff, I mean, neat. Well, and people who, you know, when you're introduced to somebody or you're meeting somebody for the first time, people often will ask you, you know, how did you meet your husband, and whenever I tell them we met with a computer dating service, people go, really? (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it's... It wasn't anything that was common back then. That was one of the first companies that offered it. And if I had the the sheets that they used to send, they were printed on a... You know what printers were like back then. It looked like a blurry negative. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was just awful, and it was on, like, slick paper. You know, when those old copy machines, that's yeah. what they had. It was primitive, but, you know, it was something new, and I thought, well, I'm not meeting people going out to bars, so, you know, maybe this will be it. But poor Dad, he called me, and I told him that I'd already, this was my last month of service. He still kids me today that he got cheated. <laughs> he still had four, five, almost five years still left on his Exactly. Plan. And he paid the same amount that I did, probably. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a good joke. So, did any of your friends think it was crazy? Like even now, like when people are dating online now, if they, they well, you know, people don't people trust that, it. People are curious about it because now computer dating is more acceptable. It's advertised on national TV. You've seen those ads, you know, yeah. and it's it's much more sophisticated. But when I tell people that we met that many years ago on a computer dating service, they know it has to be pretty primitive, <laughs> and it was. <laughs> but it worked, you know. Yeah. I don't have any regrets. And once we got to know each other, we could see what we had in common. The first thing was obvious. We both grew up in small towns, but we lived in a big city. And Dad 
had been in the Air Force, he was anxious to date, and I'd been trying to find people to date and couldn't. So, you know, you just kind of, things happen. Yeah. So, but yeah, it makes a good story <laughs> when people <laughs> ask, how did you meet on a computer dating service back then in the Middle Ages? <laughs> You don't remember the company or any like the name? I don't remember the name of it. I'm trying to remember how I heard about it. It must have been an ad somewhere. I mean, we didn't have the Internet. Yeah. I, I honestly don't remember how I heard about it, but I kind of jumped on the opportunity because I thought, well, that's, you know, something I haven't tried, and, you know, I don't have anything to lose, but I had a lot yeah. of losers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a proposal on the first couple months. I just looked at this guy like, are you crazy? He was pathetic. He was pathetic. And that was the thing. You didn't, the matching, doing it with 100 questions is, is insane. But that's <laughs> all they knew with computers, you know, to just yeah. plug it in. And, you know, if you matched 33 out of 55 or whatever the number was. <laughs> but but after five years, I don't know if they upgraded it or anything, but I kept getting the same you know, picture and a little bit of information, but that's you think you'd have any of those? I know I don't. I I should have probably saved them. The only place I would have saved them would have been in an old scrapbook, and I know that I don't have any old scrapbooks anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just like you picture a primitive black and white photocopier picture that's all blurry. I mean, you can, and, that, and that was the person's like picture too, like profile picture. It was picture. a little snapshot that they took of us, and <laughs> then there was some data on there, like where you were from and what your job was. Not too much, because they wanted you to contact other people and you know, obviously go out and get acquainted. But <laughs> it makes a good story, though. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I appreciate what you're doing. And I'll count on 7.30 and next week. Yep. I will be here. If it changes, we'll let you know. And you'll let me know if you change. <laughs> okay. All right? All right. Okay, Pete. Thanks for your time. All right. Love you, bud. Love you, too. Take care. Bye. Bye.